0: Thank you for joining us for the Sunrise Message of the Week. We continue our unscripted Q&As with Pastor Andre. Check it out. I'm Pastor Andre, the Young Adults Pastor, also serving as an elder at Sunrise Christian Center here in South Everett. Uh, I'll just kick this right off by... Adjustment. Make a quick there adjustment. You know. There we go. That's, see, that's live television right there. You know, we don't. Hey, he didn't want my face blocked by the microphone. I wouldn't have noticed until afterward, and you would have told me that I looked like a microphone, right? So, brother, where does one go to find your responses to the questions? Question one. And I would say, right here, you are tuned in to the right spot. That was easy. That was. Pretty easy here or Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings, uh, they're the as, as swiftly as you give them when we are even in our unscripted series, you may get a swift answer on a Sunday morning, or you might tune in in the middle of the week and have someone answering your questions as well. So, we're excited about that. We think the QA is a great format for people to have questions. Answer questions are the most important part of the conversations, questions are the opportunity for discovery, questions show engagement, questions help other people to break through barriers because that Q&A could impact someone else who had the same question but never got to ask it. All right, so let me see. Um, another question, you mentioned two judgment days. Will you please explain on that topic? Well, I think Pastor John mentioned two judgment days. I think which major judgments he would talk. he was talking about. I'm going to lay out a few judgments that I see in scripture. Uh, There's probably more than these because I always just say I play to the perspective that I don't know. (laughs) I I think the more I open up the Bible and the scriptures, I'm always reminded of how much I don't know. I thought I had a firm resolve and then God says, well, there's more to learn. So the first judgment that I think is important is known as the Bema judgment. And this is found If we go to 1 Corinthians, chapter 3, verses 10 through 15, 1 Corinthians 3, my pages are sticking together. That's always fun. Don't you hate it when your pages stick together? Is that an indictment on you? Does that mean you don't read your scriptures enough? Does that mean that they stick together because it's still brand spanking new? Okay, because some people's scriptures fall open so quickly. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 10 through 15 says this. According to the grace of God, which was given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and another builds on it. But let each consider carefully how he builds on it. For no one can lay any other foundation than that which is already laid. What is already laid? Which is Yeshua, the Messiah, or Jesus, the Christ. Now, if anyone, verse 12, builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will show it because it is to be revealed by fire and the fire itself will test each one's work what sort it is. Verse 14, if anyone's work built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but as through fire. So this is the believer's judgment. This is not a judgment for salvation. This is a, a judgment for rewards that will be given to enter into the kingdom, uh, the millennium, the thousand year reign of the Lord. So it's it's a powerful uh promise. You see with the disciples, Yeshua, Jesus lays out a parable and then he talks about rewards that are handed out. And he says, you who is faithful with this, you go take this, and then now you're a ruler over five cities, you're a ruler over 10 cities. That's some cool stuff. To me, it is a firm reminder and an encouragement for us in this life that this life connects with the age to come. That's what we all long for. Even uh, when it says eternal life, if we looked in the Greek, it's it's more life in the age to come. Because it is speaking to that day, that great glorious day, which is known as the day of the Lord or the period where the righteous are led by Jesus to rule upon the earth. So the the believers judgment, the rewards for entering the millennium are found in the Bema judgment. And the Bema is just a high raised platform. If you ever see at the end of the Olympics, I don't know if we'll have an Olympics. I think they moved it uh, to the next year because of. If you haven't noticed the global modifications, so to speak. So because of that, but at the end of the uh, competitions, they will have the uh, competitors raised on a platform and that is known as the BEMA. And that's where they would get there. Someone comes up and gives them their, you got the gold medal. You over there, young lady, you got the silver medal and you... Young woman, you've got the gold medal. So it is the time where believers get their just reward. And there is a powerful thing where it says, where if we don't reap, I mean, if we don't faint, we shall reap our just reward. So that's judgment number one is Bema, B-E-M-A. It's exciting, encouraging. I I imagine it as this conveyor belt. This is my own nerd divine imagination. I imagine it is this great conveyor belt that's there. And then... The Lord has the scepter and it has all your works listed there, all the things that all, with the things we were engaged in. And then he puts his scepter there and then whatever survives the fire of his scepter, you get to carry on into the to millennium. That's my nerd perspective. That's not necessarily biblical or scriptural. All right. But I just saw when it said that the day will show it. Verse uh, 13, each one's work will become clear for the day will show it because it is to be revealed by fire, and the fire itself will test each one's work, what sort it is. If anyone's work is built on the foundation, survives, he will receive a reward. And if their work is burned up, they'll suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but is through the fire, the trial of fire. Next judgment that I see in Scripture is found in Matthew 25. Matthew 25. And this would be verse 31. Uh, Now, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from one another, just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So this is the sheep and goat nation judgment Uh, It just says that all the nations are there and he's these are the nations being judged All right, let's continue on and he will put the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left Then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed of my father Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. When was the kingdom prepared from the foundation of the world? That's exciting. I'm sorry. I nerd about that stuff the kingdom being prepared before or at the foundation of the world God's first priority was that he wanted a kingdom for his children to inherit. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison or And come to you and answering, the king will say to them, amen. I tell you, whatever you did to one of the least of these, who my brethren, very key thing there, Uh, you did it to me. Then uh, he also will say to those on the left, go far, go away from me. You curse ones into the everlasting fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. So everlasting fire was not originally created for humans. It was created for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they too will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not care for you? Then he will answer them, saying, Amen. I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. These shall go off to the everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life in the age to come. Most say everlasting life or eternal life, but it's life in the age to come. All right, cool. So this is the judgment of nations coming out of the time of what we would call the tribulation. Jacob's trouble and this is before the millennium starts and they're separated by how they did those that treatment according to what he said that's what I observe, and this is the importance of uh, discipling nations starting in our home nation that we're in so that our nation can be a sheep nation your heart and my heart should burn and long for the salvation of our nation. And what does that mean? Obviously it's a remnant within these nations. It's never, I don't believe that um, people I have, I mean, there's somebody that might have faith that every single soul can be saved in a nation. Amen. I'm not gonna um, rain down on that. I think the power though of fighting for God's will to be done and his kingdom to come in your nation is a very noble honor. And then what's the third judgment that I see in scripture? This is known as the great white throne judgment, and we find this in Revelation chapter. Revelation. Wow, first Peter, first John, Revelation. Chapter twenty, verse seven. It says this: When the thousand years has ended, so Satan shall be released from his prison and he shall come out to deceive the nations at the four corners of the earth. Wow, this mic is kind of big. Gog and Magog to gather them from the battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. And they came up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the righteous and the beloved city. But fire fell from heaven and consumed them. So they didn't even get a chance to, to get any you know blows off or any bombs off. They got swooped up from the fire that came from heaven and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone hallelujah where the beast and the false prophet are too and they shall be tortured day and night forever and ever then I saw a great white throne and the one seated on it the earth and heaven fled from his presence but no place was found for them and I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. The books were open, and another book was opened, the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what was written in the books, according to their deeds. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and shul gave up the dead in them. Then they were each judged, each one of them, according to their deeds. Then death and shul were thrown into the lake of fire. Hallelujah. Death and hell are thrown into the lake of fire. So that's not even the final resting place of the wicked. They go from, they don't go from glory to glory. They go from disglory or unglory to unglory. Is that even a word? Someone will be a grammarian and correct. I'm sure we'll get the emails with the correction. But I don't know a word from dishonor to dishonor. Uh, the Bible says we go the path of the just man is brighter and brighter into the perfect day. Right. So the it's the inverse for the wicked. I'd imagine. So they're thrown into the lake of fire. And this is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So these are places that we don't want to see by his mercy and his grace. Uh, Hallelujah for the Lord delivering us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us and we are going to endure by faith until this time. So after the thousand year reign of Christ, the saints that are there with the Lord, First uh, Thessalonians four are now immortal, the righteous, and there are unrighteous that are or the people that are not immortal are being judged or that there are individuals that have lived through the thousand years. There's mortals that came out of the sheep nation, goat nation judgment that we looked at in Matthew 25, and they will, as the Bible talks about, plant um, vineyards and grow crops in the earth. There's no curse on the earth, and the plants are growing the way that they should, and the wolf's laying down with the lamb. The animals are not beefing with each other anymore. Um, the, uh, it says that a person will be considered accursed if they die at 100 years old, or a person will be considered a mere lad if they are 100. So this uh, long life, that people's life will be like a, like a oak tree or a strong tree. It talks about people being able to sit and enjoy the fruit of their labor in their own homes. So there's so many promises that are given for the millennium because it's the first time that Earth will be ruled by righteous, by the righteous. All the seats of government, all the nations of the world will be ruled By the righteous and that is encouraging it's sobering it makes me have greater perspective for what people are enduring right now through maybe not so righteous leadership we we pray for our mayors our governors our uh, senators our Congress our legislators our judges we pray for our uh, representatives our school boards and hopefully we're uh, invading those places as well so those are the main key questions that I saw did I give another one um Jason here, um we actually have one online here. okay all right you online people this should be so can you repeat this uh, it says can you explain can you explain how Cain got a wife in the land of nod how Cain got a wife in the land of nod as mentioned in Genesis four seventeen. This is r- online right now. Wow, online, live and direct. Well, I asked my uncle the same thing. I said, where did Cain get his wife from? Uh, he said that was a question that they had at the uh, Bible answer man stand. They used to do a lot of ministry in downtown Seattle and Capitol Hill. And he said, you believe a lot of people ask this question. Uh, I think that Cain got his wife from the land of Nod. Um, you're, if you're uh, saying, where are... Are, how is there a city and why are there people? Uh, I believe that Adam and his wife had a host of children that are not listed. I, I think um, the key ones that are in the story that we need to know about are listed off because they tell us what we need to know. Uh, that's that's as far as I can go. I, I don't really give much thought to it. I think about even the uh, the word nod there. Uh, he says one of the curses he gives to Cain is he talks about something about being marked. Actually, let's look at that. Genesis 4. Let's go to the beginning. beginning. Then Adonai, or the Lord said to Cain, why are you, verse six, why are you angry and why is your countenance fallen? If you do it as well, it will lift. But if you do not well, if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the doorway. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, while they were in the field. He rose up against him. Then, okay, we know this. He takes his life. Let's go down to verse, because you said 17. I think I started out in verse seven. But the Lord said to this, anyone who kills Cain, will be avenged seven times over. So the Lord put a mark on Cain so that anyone who found him would not strike him down. Then Cain left the Lord's presence and dwelled in the land of wandering. Now, listen to this. Verse 14 says, Since you expelled me... Oh, verse 10. Then he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. So now, cursed are you from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. As often as you work the ground, it will not yield its crops to you again. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. So this is a great Hebrew play on words. Cain said to the Lord, my iniquity is too great to bear since you expelled me today from the face of the ground, and I must be hidden from your presence, and I will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Anyone who finds me will kill me. So the Lord said to him that he puts a mark on him, and then he says, anyone who found him would not strike him down. Then... Cain left the Lord's presence and dwelled in the land of Nod. And the world, land of Nod is the land of restless wandering. So he finds his wife while in restless wandering. I, clearly, I think it's one of his siblings um, because they are populating the earth. And it's, to me, just indicative of the sadness that came from the fall or the treasonous act that, and there, this is the further digression of humanity that the first recorded pair of brothers one ends up coveting to others position and he takes his life instead of doing it God's way. So I hope that answers your question. Any other ones, Jason? What region is the hurricane out of? I don't watch the news. Texas and Florida. All right, Texas and Florida. So we wanna pray? Absolutely. Father, we thank you for Texas and Florida. We ask that you would rebuke this storm, both of these storms, these storms that are coming to this area. If there's one storm, I don't know, you know that you would break it up. Your word declares that you control the winds and the waves. Your word declares that your son got up and said, peace, be still, shalom, told the the storm to be quiet. So we speak to the storm and we ask that you'd have mercy on all the different families that are in the region. We ask that their pathways would be cleared up. We're asking for supernatural intervention that right when it comes to even to the place, it would break up let it even break up on the waters let it even break up on its way in let let the damage and the impact lessen and lessen and lessen to where it is nilch it is zero it is nothing father have mercy on the families we appropriate the blood of jesus over our brothers and sisters in texas and florida and we're asking that you'd have mercy on them according to your unfailing love that you would send your angelic host to encamp round about them we declare psalms 91 over our Brothers and sisters, man, woman, and child, great, small, leaders, elderly, anybody who is even out in the streets that may not have shelter or proper sheltering, we're asking that you would give them covering and protection. We're asking and we declare that they dwell in the secret place of the Most High, that they abide under the shadow of the Almighty, that they say of you that, that you are their refuge and their fortress, the God in whom they trust. We ask for you to deliver them from the snare and the fowls of the evil one, trying to bring fear, anxiety, uncertainty, doubt, chaos, and destruction. We ask that your hand would be upon them, and we ask that they be covered under your pinions, under your wings, safe in your place. Let the fervent effectual prayers of the righteous go forth. Baffle all the meteorologists, baffle all the prognosticators, baffle them by the way that you intervene. Please step in and we thank you for these things, Lord. We thank you for your love for every life that's there. We declare according to Ezekiel 18, 4, that all of those souls are yours. And we're asking that you'd have mercy on the souls of those places, that you break these up in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunrise Message of the Week. For more information, check out isunrise.org. Don't forget to share this podcast, write a review. Thank you so much for your time. We'll see you next time.